is Kirsten Barrington Hughes of the Carolina Film Community coming to you from the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. And today I have with me writer and screenwriter Mike Muldoon to share some tips and tricks uh, with us about writing. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming in. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your career as a writer and, and where you are in, in all the things that you're doing with writing. Ah, yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> as far as my careers, I, you know, I don't really necessarily think I actually chose the career as a writer. I think it you know, kind of chose me. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, doing it was just something I'd always been doing. You know, it's always interesting to me when I hear that somebody says, oh, I, I, I became a writer or, you know, I just suddenly decided to take it up one day. It's just something I'd been doing my whole life. You know, I used to tell people that, you know, the way it was for me is when I was a kid and I'd watch Star Wars, I used to think like, well, what, what is my power? Like, what is my Jedi power? You know, like, what am I going to be tapped on? And all along, I was always writing stories. And then it didn't get, you know, it didn't really sort of hit me until I was in college. And I realized, oh, wait, th- this this is my Jedi power, writing. So um, so I'd, I've been writing, you know, my whole life. It just wasn't my focus didn't become screenwriting until I was just getting out of college. And I said, you know, I love movies so much and I want to start working towards that. And I just started writing a lot of scripts. And, you know, to be honest with you, I started writing a lot of bad scripts, you know, like just <laughs> really bad because I thought, well, I've seen a movie. You know, I, I can write a movie. And, you know, and, and, you know, the more you start doing, you start realizing all these little nuances and all these things that you really have to, you know, you know, it's just not about writing a movie, you know, just putting something down on page. It really, you know, there's so much structure really to it. And, uh, you know, of course, through trial and error and through the last 20 years, I've actually, I've gotten to a point where I've, you know, I feel very comfortable with my writing. It's just part of that journey though, is that, you know, when you first start, you think, oh, this is fairly easy. And then you realize it's not, you know, so. (laughs) Now, did you have uh, people along the way when you were young and you were writing all the time, like teachers and others tell you, hey, you've got a gift, you know, did they, did people foster that talent in you or kind of really call it out? You know, it's funny when I was a kid, I was, uh, I was diagnosed. Well, technically I was never diagnosed, but they just assumed, you know, because, you know, you know, this is in the 80s, um, <clears throat> that I was ADHD. So, you know, attention deficit hyper disorder, really couldn't sit still, couldn't do it. But they used to tell my parents, you know, but if we give him pen and paper and we just sit him in the corner and say, just go write a story, he would just disappear. We wouldn't hear from him for hours. So I would definitely say that the gift was seen there early. And again, it was just one of those things that I really enjoyed doing as a child. Like I really, really loved writing. I liked, you know, you know, once upon a time, you know, starting my stories with that. And so I would definitely say, you know, nobody really, you know, sat there with me and helped nurture the gift, but they they definitely saw it as something that, you know, I was I was really involved in. Very creative, very active imagination. And let's talk about that transition to screenplays uh, and screenwriting. How did you decide, huh, I, I might go from maybe a novel genre to, to film? Well, <clears throat> the interesting thing about a novel is, um, I often get asked about that, like, why don't you write a book? And the thing is, it's a whole different medium. Like, I don't have that creativity to write a novel. Like, there's so, when you write a novel, there's such this world it's really where like this descriptive narrative that has to sort of take place that I, I just don't possess you know like if you read like an Anne Rice novel you know I was a big fan of her, her books back in the day and um, I just I would I would just be blown away by how many pages she can use just to describe this room you know I don't have that um, and again my my whole thing was I loved movies so it was just a natural thing that if I want to be in the entertainment business then I want to start writing screenplays 
and uh, and that's what I did. And like I said, you know, I know I never took a class. I never, you know, read a book. I didn't do anything. I just thought, well, you know, I know interior, you know, hallway day, and you know what's going on here, and now have some characters say some things. But again, that's kind of where I went all wrong with it. And then my journey was just writing. I mean, I think for anybody to be a writer, there's only if you do it, there's only so many classes, so many books, so many people you can talk to before the best education you'll ever get is writing. Just writing all the time. Just writing all the time. And I mean, I've probably written 35 scripts, some I've been hired on, some that are just my own, some that will never see the light of day. I mean, they were just part of the process of getting better and better and better. Now, did you buy a um, screenwriting uh, software tool to help you kind of uh, structure the writing in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I think I think any writer, the best thing you can do is actually just invest a little bit of money. Uh, you know, for me, I use the, um, you know, not pitching a product here, but for me, it's just easier, the final draft. Uh, uh-huh. You know, if you're a student, obviously, there's there's a student version that's a little bit affordable. You know, I would definitely say there's so much that you got to take into consideration when you're writing. At least, you know, just allow this program to just help you build the framework as far as, you know, it's structured, right? You know, I've seen people try to do it themselves, uh, you know, trying to work the indentation on pages. But the problem is um, I've actually taken those scripts from people and then have uh, incorporated them into an actual writing program and showed them how whacked their page count is, mm-hmm. how it doesn't really add up, how it's whether it's really short or it's grotesquely wrong. And usually from there, there's other challenges that are going on as well. You know, um, I think I mentioned to you the other night that I saw Ron Howard speak at the Bryan series in Raleigh, uh, actually Greensboro, North Carolina, and at the Guilford College. And he was talking about the writer is the key in the film industry, that the writer is the one that has the story and that he kind of holds the power and that, you know, writing is so key. If you're a writer, just keep writing, just keep writing. Just like you're saying, um, what do you think about that, you know, elevated position of the writer? Well, I love the fact that Ron acknowledges the fact that the uh, the writer is such a key part of the thing. The, nobody ever wants the writer on set, <laughs> you know? So it's funny, like, you know, great stories usually have to start with, you know, a, a writer, you know, producing that great story. But then usually after it gets out of the writer's hand, nobody wants the writer around. I had actually written a project with the uh, for the Sci-Fi Network years ago. They had uh, approached me about doing something after they'd read a script that I'd written. And they sat me down and they basically were like, well, your script is, you know, a $50 million budget and we have about $2 million. So they, you know, gave me this idea. I kind of worked with them, you know, helped sort of took their, you know, outline, their, their structure. They have a way that they like to work. And I went off and, and wrote the first two drafts of this project. And then after that, it was, you know, out of my hands, gone, zipped up to Canada. And I didn't even know the movie had been filmed until it was airing. So that, that's how little sometimes the writers really kept in the loop on things. Um, it's interesting how the writing can affect the budget, you know? Oh, yeah. So you can tailor back a bunch of stuff and, and lower the budget, right? It- oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually very good at writing on budget. And that's kind of where, you know, one of the films you and I, we, we discussed right before uh, this all took place, but a film, uh, the interview I wrote for some guys out of Florida, very low budget and... Um, you know, they came to me because I, I, you know, it's interesting. The entertainment industry, it is a business. Even though I am an artist, I'm a creator, I am a writer, 
um, I still have to understand that it is a business. And I think sometimes some of the challenges that people have is that inability to separate. Well, I'm just the artist and I need to make this happen. The problem is it's a business and somebody has to fund that art. And it needs to make money. Exactly. And also, you know, there's only a certain amount of money that sometimes that is going to be available to you. So I never think, well, I'm just going to write a cheaper project. I just think how much more creative I can be within the confines of your budget. You know, for instance, if somebody came to me and said, look, we only have, you know, $5 million. Well, I know I'm not going to write a special effects heavy, you know, requiring 100 extras a day, you know, uh, multiple locations, you know, you know, so on and so forth. Just this crazy thing. So I, you know, I'll we'll sit down and we'll discuss, okay, what's the best possible story we can tell within the confines of what's really available to us? Yeah. Because a lot of times, the other times people don't realize, they think, well, I have a million dollars, I can get this movie done. The problem is they don't start looking at post-production costs and everything that goes on afterwards. It's really interesting how so many movies will fail because post-production-wise, they forgot they used all their money on production, they failed to have that right. money for all. And post-production get really expensive. So, so tell me some about the there's something about the common mistakes that new writers can make. You know, one of the things is, uh, number one, uh, it's interesting that as human beings, when we talk, okay, uh, we never really are saying what we're meaning to say. You know, we, we all, it's all subtext. Because we're politically correct or <laughs> because we have social mores. Well, no, it's just, just that, like, uh, you know, if I'm... If I'm out, uh, let's just say I'm my wife, okay? I meet my wife and I, I meet her, when I, which I, you know, obviously I did. Um, and I'm talking to her and I'm talking about, you know, England and where she's from and what she likes to do and all that. That's what we're talking about. Realistically, what's going on is I'm hitting on my wife. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's interesting how... You know, a lot of times with first-time writers, they just start writing exactly what they mean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hitting on you. I just want you to know that. You know, <laughs> so great writing, and I mean, you know, and, and great dialogue is is creating. Uh, you know, is having that interaction with two people, but you're saying something without us necessarily actually saying it. Right. You and know? that's where the act, great acting comes in. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other thing with great acting. You know, um, and I think sometimes if a, if a great writer, you know, can produce a great project, great script, it can really help that actor along the way you know one of the examples i've actually used talking to actors um as far as like writing it's one thing for me to walk into a room you know let's just say uh you know there's a situation i panic i think something happened to my wife because i see smoke coming out of the kitchen and you know and i run in it just turns out she left the uh you know she left the uh pan you know, some, burning. some pan burning or something like that and me you know when i see her and i'm just like uh, you know, wh- what happened here? And she's like, oh, I just left a pan on. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I just worried because I love you. That's a boring scene, okay? I come in there and I'm freaked out and I'm angry at her. Like, why did you do that? That that That's a better scene because it's not so much that I'm angry at her. It's because I love her so much that I, I could have lost her. Right, that's the only response you could... And that's the only it's exactly, a knee jerk, yeah. And that's you know, and that's kind of what happened. What happened a lot of times. So that becomes better writing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I hated her for it. It's just that you see from the character that he really does love her, right? You know, and it's just more interesting. The other thing, a lot of times, is uh, what makes great scenes and stuff is conflict. Now, it, when I say conflict, a lot of times people tend to think we're talking about. Um, Dramas like oh, there's big conflict. Like he's, uh, you know, she's in love with him, but he's in love with somebody. Else. There's conflict in everything. 
Even great comedies all have conflict. Everybody wants something. We're trying to get, and you're putting obstacles in a way, and that causes conflict. It heightens everything. And a lot of times with, again, with first-time writers, you'll look at it, and it'll just, everything's so easy. Right. You know, everything is so easy. Your protagonist just moves through the score. There's really never any obstacles or conflicts in his way. And um, <clears throat> that's another challenge. Are some of the conflicts just the classic, you know, Man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself, that kind of stuff that we learned back in English. Sure. Yeah. You know, man versus man versus society, man versus universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Um, and that's what I mean. Like, those scenes are much more interesting when they're written that way instead of like your protagonist, just everything is just easy for them to go. Sure, he may get chased by the ex-lover's husband or whatever, and he's got to run, and there's a funny scene where he's got to steal a car, but he's naked or whatever. But that's not as interesting as just continually making it difficult for your character as they're journeying through things. Right. But what this really leads to, and what I think the biggest challenge with, uh, with writers, especially very young writers, is that they tend to write films from concept, not from character. And that seems to be... What does that mean? Tell me some more. So what happens is, well, listen, (laughs) if you want to talk about writing from concept, you know, studios tend to do this, right? They'll write Transformers. It's from a concept, all right? And then we'll just put some characters in there and have them run around trying to solve things. But those, but again, that's what a big tentpole is about. It's about, you know, these big effects and getting you and wooing you with it all. And that's great. And that's why you kind of let the story sort of just, you know, the way a kid's going to help us save here. He's been the chosen one, blah, blah, blah. But what happens is a lot of times, though, the issue is when when young writers are writing, like just trying to write any sort of script, what it means by uh, just concept means you're never really paying attention to your character. You're just whatever you need your character to do at this moment, you manipulate so that they do it. Okay. So to give you an example, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Johnny, he's 15 years old. He's a weakling, uh, you know, scared of his own shadow, uh, president of the chess club. You establish this character like as like the most meek person, but then three pages later, because Johnny wants to impress the girl, he slaps the biggest kid. Well, that's not in Johnny's character. Right. It's not in Johnny's character. And that's what I mean. So a lot of times people, they're, not, they're just thinking, well, the, content, the story's funny. It's about these three guys that rob a bank and they get away with it. In the end, somebody falls in love. And all along that journey, they're just trying to fulfill that concept by having the actors do whatever they are, the characters do whatever they have to do to be there. But the problem is, if you're not giving any thought to the, the character that you've established you know, like who they are, then it doesn't make sense. It's like, you know, you establish a... You establish again that he's a weakling, but on page thirty-eight, he you know karate chops the guy. It's like, well, where did that get established? Without you know? being some kind of an evolutionary thing where exactly. he gains his confidence. Exactly. And, so, um, do you think that indie films, uh, by default, tend to be much more character-driven? Yes, I, I would. I would totally agree with it that. It seems like that. I'm one of those people who watches indie films on Netflix like it's going out of style, and it seems like they're they're so much more character-driven to me than the bigger studios. Well, I think, and the reason for that is again, um, you have to. You know, you have to create a really great story and great characters for people to tune in. If you're not going to be blowing up a planet, and if I don't have robots rolling, if I don't have laser beams shooting all over the place, then why am I watching this? Right. You know, so you have to you have to create really sort of compelling characters and great stories to put them in. That's why, like a movie like The Winner's Bone would be so great. Everybody loved that movie. Those characters were really crazy and it was a really compelling story moving through it. And why you know somebody else may dismiss like you know. You know, the Green Hornet or something like that, you know, not 
I mean, the Green Hornet again was a very studio-like film. But you know what I mean? So, yes, and and getting back to your previous question, indie films, you know, tend to spend a lot more time focusing on the characters and moving those characters through that story. But again, staying with the character and not just so, oh, the ultimate concept is that they die at the end. And that's all we're doing is to get them to die at the end. Right, right. And so um, if a writer really wants to kind of up their game, taking into account these tips that you've left, where do you point them? I know you're not a fan of writers groups for yourself, um, but what do you think is their next step to really kind of up their game? Well, let me backtrack why I'm not a fan of writers groups. I actually think maybe they could be beneficial to some people. The biggest challenge with writers groups, a lot of times people in writers group don't know how to give notes. And they want to give notes on how they think you should do it. And one of the things that I've had to learn, and I think I started the same way with it, was that is a great notes person, knows how to read, see what you're trying to do, and help guide you and mold you in a way to help you sort of achieve that story you're trying to trying to tell. Where, But the problem is you get a lot of writers who want to tell you, no, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, he should be a white guy, and this story should be about him, you know, robbing seven banks. And it's like, no, no, I'm trying to tell a love story about a small town. And, you know, yeah. so that's why I, I've, I've rarely have been able to find a good writers group where people understand this is what you're trying to do. So let me help you and be able to give you notes, justify why, you know, you should do what you're doing within the confines of your story. But again, I, at my point in my life, I have a, I have a certain group of people that I can go to that I trust, that, right. I, that I know I'm getting. Your support group. <laughs> the biggest thing that I said, and I think I said this in one of the meetings, actually, uh, there was a young girl who got on stage and she was, uh, what, uh, she was still in grade school, not grade school, middle school, maybe eighth or ninth grader. I don't know if you remember this girl that got up there last this week. This is at the Carolina yes, Film Community? Yes, Carolina Film Community. And I was sitting in the back and she thought, I want to be a screenwriter. I want to be a screenwriter. That's what I want to do. And I want someone to produce my movie and so on and so forth. So I actually pulled her aside and I said, the best thing that you can do is read scripts. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing you can do. And I, and I let it to, there's a lot of places on the internet that you can access scripts for free. Um, you know, if I'm not pitching product here, but there's a Simply Scripts. Uh, you can go to Drew Scriptorama. Uh, these places all have areas where you can access scripts. And the idea is to find good scripts and read good scripts. Because at the end of the day, that's where you're going to learn to be a writer. How it was how it was actually the original foundation was created. I wouldn't recommend seeing the movie and think, oh, that's how I'm going to learn how to write great movies. Read great scripts. Exactly. Well, there's so much subtext and, and so much, uh, like, non-dialogue in there that is important to learn, right? Yeah, and the thing is, what happens too is when you're seeing it on screen, you're seeing the combination of everything. The director, you're seeing the actor bringing their choice, and and that's why a lot of times you'll see what first-time writers, they'll always tell you what emotion's going on here. You know, like, he says it like this, she says it like that. And the thing is, that's not how you want to do it. Actually, you know, uh, great screenplays if you really look at really good ones they have a lot of white in them very little direction you know what I mean yes. never actor direction unless it really means something like picking up those keys because those keys mean something but never like he huffs and puffs and you know and, exactly you know. so um, you know and the other thing too is uh, I mean, you know you can usually tell nowadays like if somebody has a a, a screenplay and they'll, they'll give it to me. And the first thing I'll do is I'll usually flip through it. And if I just see paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs, I just know we've overwritten this thing too much. And again, it's because of a lot of that direction because they've seen a movie 
and you don't want to do it. You want to read great scripts. And like I said, a lot of these are accessible. So, you know, even if you don't know what a great script would be, you can go to IMDb's top 100 times on movies. I'm sure there's a few of them there you've heard of. And then try to find those scripts and read those scripts. Right. And that's then, of a course, great tip. you got to write. And that's it. And write all the time. That's it. Write all the time. And don't overdirect in your writing. That's it. <laughs> Build my, the character. You know, my wife, she knows I, I have to write. It's not about like, oh, I want to write. I will always write. No right. matter somebody's paying me or not paying me. And that's the other reason why I've never felt the need for a writer's group. I don't need motivation to write. Like, I... It's in your blood. It is your food. Exactly. I, I can't live without it. So. That's great. I'm so excited that you came to talk to us today and, and share all your tips with us. I look forward to seeing you at more Carolina Film Community meetups. I will be there. And again, this is Kirsten Barrington Hughes talking with Mike Muldoon, writer and screenwriter at the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Music composed by Sean Beck.